This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home podcast. It's Yellow Home. With Anna Schofield and Big House. Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hit makers. It's Pulse 95. It's Yalla Home. Anna Schofield solo here tonight. And I know that if Big Hass were here, he would very much enjoy the artist that I'm about to talk about. Mariah Carey, of course. You know that build up to that song. This is a huge, huge song. For the first time, bearing in mind that I've done Tupac Shakur, um, for the first time ever, though, when I was researching an artist, I think I've probably taken the longest to get through it all, to pluck out um, all of the events that have happened in this amazing lady's life um, would be literally impossible. I could spend the hour doing it. Uh, What I am going to do is a brief overlay, maybe tell you some things that you didn't know about her. Um, Underneath me is Vision of Love. And this is a song that I've chosen to play and I'm going to play it in full in a minute. You don't often hear it now. Uh, Mariah Carey is one of those artists who's had so many hits that actually they just overlap one another. But this was one of her first and it was one of her biggest sellers. But let's go back. She was born in 1970, which makes her 49, I think. Um, 1969, she was born. Um, Maybe she's 50. American singer, songwriter, record producer, actress and entrepreneur. I love it when they list all these things. Let's get straight to it. She literally is referred to as the Songbird Supreme, and that's by the Guinness World Records. She is noted for her five-octave vocal range. Normally, I wouldn't go into the technicalities of someone's kind of artistry, their singing and things like that. But with someone like Mariah, it's really, really essential to kind of note it because I think everyone, we've all been told about how incredible her voice was. Um, She has a signature use of what they call the whistle register. And that is what it says. I mean, basically, she can go so high only dogs can hear. You know, sometimes on her tracks, she's just like in the clouds. And that is incredibly rare. And she also has a very clever songwriting prowess. So she rose to fame in 1990. She signed to Columbia Records um, and she released her debut album. Um, 11 consecutive weeks in the Billboard 200. That's where she stood. Uh, that's where she sat uh, or stood. And soon after, uh, she became the only artist ever to have their first five singles reach number one in America on the Billboard Hot 100. Literally one after the other. Vision of Love was the first, and it went all the way up to Emotions. Um, she then married, as you do when you're this incredibly talented, the head of Sony Music. His name is Tommy Matola. And this was a huge collaboration because uh, with the talent that she had, and obviously um, the enormous man that he was incredibly, um, she was able to follow it up with amazing albums like Music Box and uh, Daydream and look, songs like Hero, Without You, um, All I Want For, you know, Is You, uh, Fantasy, Always Be My Baby, One Sweet Day. These are songs I kind of grew up with. I mean, this woman has founded my early years, um, but her stats are absolutely amazing. Um, she left that particular uh, label and then went to Columbia, Columbia in in 2000, and signed a hundred million dollar recording contract with Virgin Records. And this is where it went all a bit Pete Tong because uh, she also split up with her then husband. And when that happened, and when she went to Virgin, something went wrong. There was a very highly publicised physical and emotional breakdown. 
Um, and with that, she kind of went off a little bit. Um, she very much, when she talks in interviews, she talks about the fact that um, she didn't feel she was surrounded by people who knew her. Um, she felt that Virgin were using her as a commodity. Um, she took a different direction, but she was doing a lot of interviews. She was sleeping two hours a night. Um, she didn't have someone sort of looking after her interests. And as a result, um, there were a lot of strange stories in that time. Um, lots of TV appearances that didn't go that well lots of social media and this is where she started um, sort of doing voice notes and strange quotes, um, lots of Twitter, you know, lots of um, sort of statements about how she felt and how she she was exhausted and how she didn't feel and what she felt should be going on and this all ended her um, up in a hospital basically, she, she went to hospital, she was completely taken in for two weeks, no one knew where she was um, she went to an undisclosed hospital and for two weeks she was in the care of doctors she then took another stint out of the public eye and just completely and if you think about other artists um, that also got that big really early doors you know Britney Spears it's happened to her um, that there are just Justin Bieber nearly went off the rails and and it's rumoured well I mean it's noted down it's not just rumoured Barbara Streisand was brought in to actually get Justin Bieber back on the tracks um, and she was the one who obviously had so much fame and they went Barbara you need to come in and they got hold of Justin and went right you're going off the rails um, but too much money too much fame too much I think decision making but you know control and uh, she she was a baby but you know what she did a massive comeback she she did it um, after the year 2000, it was later, it was sort of the, up to 2004, uh, she started to come out of it. She did Glitter. Who remembers the film Glitter? Probably best if you don't. Um, it just got absolutely slammed by critics. And um, the album that came out of it by the same name, Glitter, I mean, everyone slated it. Everyone just said it was a complete mess. And then it was Mariah Carey again, going back, going, I didn't know who I was at that time. You know, they were making me make this album. It wasn't me. And she proved that that's probably true because she did the emancipation, it's a hard word that, of Mimi, which um, sort of came out uh, 2005, and that was amazing. Um, and when she did that, it put her back on track, um, and everyone said, yeah, she's amazing. She collaborated with lots and lots of people. She used even Kanye West, amazingly. Uh, and she used different producers and she went in a completely different direction. And it was good for her. And then she went through the next few years um, actually being good. She had some amazing things. I want to tell you, uh, the, the track that has made her the biggest and the most money is All I Want For Christmas Is You, which is quite funny because if you think about the other tracks that she's done, it's just so random that it's that song that actually made her the star she is um she's had 16 top 10 albums this woman 16 top 10 albums and once she moved into r&b and hip-hop albums you know everyone loved it everyone thought uh, she was doing really really well um in 2015 sort of 2016 she went over to universal music um and she went to def jam recordings to reunite with la reed and sony music that's great but she then did a las vegas residency did you know that i didn't know that um and it was there that she decided to do sort of she did Mariah's, Mariah's World. Did anybody watch that? I loved it. Although I do think a lot of it was set up. Uh, but she was very happy at the Colosseum at Caesar's Palace there. 
and uh, she did this residency and it was called Number One to Infinity and she also released an album of the same and everyone just said it's incredible and she was back up there being you know the amazing um, kind of artist that we know and love and she is still thriving she's had controversies um, she apparently did um, a New Year's Eve concert in Libya um, for Gaddafi something that she regrets a lot something that is talked about a lot she said I feel horrible and I feel embarrassed and since then has been very proactive in organisations making sure that she donates her time her money um, countless hours um, of personal service to charities helping and sort of supporting human rights and that's something that she carries very dear it came up a lot in lots of the research I found was, was her going look I really need to give back and you know sometimes you make um, strange decisions uh, interestingly she got a lot of shade for going to Saudi Arabia and performing and this is where I w- wish Big Hass was here because I don't think it's a bad thing that she went to Saudi Arabia she was the first female international artist to perform in the country in Saudi and she's turned around to all the people who sort of throw, threw shade at her and said she recognises the cultural significance of this event and will continue to support global efforts towards equality for all and that's how she sees it and I think that's lovely. I could go on and on. We could go into her personal life. Um, you know, she's had several husbands. It sounds like she had a really hard childhood. She came from New York. Um, she has Irish in her blood, you know, and she has a whole Irish family. I didn't realize that. But she lost that set of grandparents um, when she was about eight or nine. And she said um, they were her maternal element. And when she lost them, that really hurt her. And it hurt everything that she kind of stood for and it affected her a lot as a child. So there it is. But let's now look at the song that is kind of playing underneath me as I speak. Vision of Love. This is her debut single. Um, It was written by her and a guy called Ben Margiels. Vision of Love, released as her lead single. Um, It's the self-titled debut album. So 1990 we're going back to. Um, And it was under Columbia Records. Um, It literally was one of the biggest songs. She launched with that kind of spark that only the greats do. She just crashed through and I'm going to play it in full. Here it is, Vision of Love, Mariah Carey on Pulse95.
Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.